Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ian Begley's on the line. Uh, Can we bring in Ian Begley right now? What's up, Ian? You're on the fan. Keith, what's happening, man? You know, we're uh, talking some Dan Cam. Yeah, we we, we we can't escape it. It's been going on for three days, and I knew I, I had this conversation last night. I had it online Monday morning and even Sunday <laughs> night. I just I don't know as as a football fan and former player and whatever, just a human being. I realized that like that guy coached that way the whole year, and plays get made or they don't get made. And he doesn't get to step on the field. He he made the, the wrong decision, and that's how it's going to go down forever. But I just I put some fault on uh, guys turning the ball over, guys not making plays, guys dropping passes. But uh, lesson be learned for all of us when we get into the uh, NFC Championship to kick the field goal. And when that field goal gets missed and we lose that way, then we're going to say you should have went for it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Anyway, you're here to talk about the Knicks. So, I mean, a few points about the Knicks. As I've talked about the Knicks tonight, you know, similar to the Lions and how heartbroken I am for the Lions fans, something I say on the fan probably every day is stay down till you come up. This is the fan. We talk to fans about fandom. And, you know, I hate when I, you know, see somebody switch up fan fandom or, or who they root for. Like, my guy Frank the Tank just left the Nets to be a Knicks fan. Perfect timing, Frank. Perfect timing, Frank. <laughs> now is the time to be a Knicks fan. Those fair-weather Knicks fans are finding their old Knicks gear in the closet. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you see covering this team that's different from even last year's team and some of the teams in the past? Yeah, I think it starts with Jalen Brunson, Keith. I mean, you throw the X's and O's out for a minute. This team just has a belief that no matter who's on the floor, who they're playing, love a chance to win the game and I think that starts with the leader it's it's Brunson and and we know he's been fantastic but I think you know beyond the basketball he just gives this team a confidence night in and night out I mean you saw it in Charlotte they were down Julius Randle and OG and Obi, and they dominated the game and and they're in a game here tonight against Utah uh, similar circumstances with the injuries and they're right there so I think it starts with Brunson and then you look at everybody else it trickles down from there uh, but head of the snake, I think he's driving this thing. Yeah, the the point guard that I, I, I know they were searching for and even the point guard that they got a steal of a deal for, and I don't think anybody expected him to be an all-star and turn into this kind of player. That was kind of the, the narrative about him when he signed. Oh, this guy was never an all-star before. He wasn't a lottery pick. You know, <laughs> that deal that they gave him, I, I always make the parallel to, you know, Cam Johnson is making similar money for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, they got to re-up Jalen Brunson. He has put the team on his back. And even in a game like tonight, it was a little bit of a slow start. And I noticed uh, Colin Sexton kind of getting in his ear a bit. And it doesn't matter. The Knicks play such good defense. 
It's like, okay, we can we can withstand your initial uh, couple swings, but here we are at halftime. It's 57-49 Knicks, and I don't expect them to lose this game. Can you speak to the defensive efficiency of this group? I just think they have the right pieces now. They have the right chemistry now. Guys know how to play their roles, and even without OG Ananobi and Julius Randle, huge forces on defense for them, they, they get it done. You know, Tommy Tibbs, he, he's got them playing every night hard, and uh, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. Yeah, I know they've done it without Mitchell Robinson for a while now. And, and without Mitchell Robinson. Me. Yeah, that really surprised me because you take Mitchell Robinson out of that starting five, you got Randall, you have Brunson, uh, not not the strongest individual defender. So I thought they were going to fall off a little bit. But then Isaiah Hartenstein comes in, and they didn't miss a beat defensively, and then they pick up one of the top perimeter defenders in the NBA, an OG and an OB. And so, yeah, they, they do – I think they hang their hats, though, interestingly enough. I'm more so on the offense, offensive end um, because of Brunson, the way he scores the ball, and the way they're shooting from beyond the arc night in and night out. The defense is good. The defense is adequate some nights, good other nights. But I really, it's surprising me because I do think it's the offense more so than the other side of the ball that's making this Nick team go. The, the Knicks are taking over arenas. You know, I'm a, I'm a Nets fan. And I kind of took some, uh, not offense, but I just, I just thought it didn't make any damn sense. I'm seeing guys peacocking around talking about taking over the Barclays Center. I was physically there sitting with Tommy Lugauer, Tiki Barber, and Evan Roberts. And, of course, the Knicks fans got loud. And I've seen Celtics fans, Heat fans, even Bulls fans take over that building. But I was like, hey, where's all the noise about the Spectrum Center? And, of course, there's a viral clip of one section of all Knicks fans. And uh, I've been documenting the fact that they took over the Spectrum Center. They took over the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. So now you've got Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the Spectrum Center in uh, in North Carolina, and Wells Fargo Center in, in Philly. Stay down till, till you come up. The Knicks fans are everywhere, and I think we're really seeing how strong this fan base actually is. I mean, they're starving, right? I mean, it's been a rough two-plus decades for the diehards who have lived and uh, died with this team. I mean, you know how how it was before. Let's go 10 years ago. That was 2013. They had a really strong season. That was the last time they started better than 30-17, and 17, which is where this Nick team is entering tonight against Utah. But prior to that, it was a mess. So I think what you have here is stability. And you still, you know, everybody's open to criticism, whether it's Leon Rose and the moves he's made and he hasn't made, uh, Tom Thibodeau, the way he coaches, and Julius Randle, everybody else. But you're seeing, like, a consistency here that you haven't seen in a while in terms of personnel on the court, in the coaching, on the coaching staff, and then in the front office. And, you know, it's something that had been missing for so long. So I think you credit Leon Rose and you credit the group there for, for bringing some consistency to this place. And every couple of years, it seemed like we were I was covering another coaching search or another GM president search. And I think that is something that's distinctly different with this Nick team. Yeah, my guy BT, I woke up this morning to listen to BT's show, and he opens up the show to say that the Knicks are the best-run team in New York. I'm like, wait a minute, BT. Hold on. But, you know, he broke it down, and I think he's just tipping his cap to where they are and, and, you know, how they got this team to this point. Now, I look at this Knicks team. They've won eight out of their last ten, seven in a row. They've got 30 wins in their first 47. But losing Julius Randle and now even resting OG Ananobi 
There's a thought that they have to make a trade, that they have to add a piece. If they were on the fence about adding someone, that they got to do it now. Because when you look at the Eastern Conference, they're right there with the Sixers. And maybe they could potentially catch the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think seeding is so important if they actually are going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. What do you think about them adding a piece at the trade deadline, which is approaching fast? Look, as of a few weeks ago, right, I know that Bruce Brown was, was on their radar and Alec Burks was on their radar, but there was another school of thought, I was told, as they kept winning games this month before Randall went down, and that was, hey, maybe, maybe we stand pat because things are going so well. We're winning games, and we don't want to mess with the chemistry. Now, obviously, the Randall injury changes the calculus there, so I would assume that they continue to, to check the price for an Alec Burks, for a Bruce Brown, maybe even a Jordan Clarkson. I think the price is going to be pretty high uh, if you want to get Jordan Clarkson out of Utah. But I think they're just going to continue to see what the market is for these guys as you get closer to February 8th. And I would assume that they would make a deal. But just what I had heard shortly before Randall's injury gave me a little pause because, you know, there was, I don't want to say significant, but there were some people who felt that, hey, Let's stand pat and let's ride this thing out. We're on the phone right now with Ian Begley, who covers the Knicks for SNY. Um, a caller was, you know, calling in before, and I was talking about the championship DNA that the Villanova Wildcats, Jay Wright's guys, obviously have. I talked about seeing him in the Garden last year during the run. Uh, went to Game Five against the Heat, and you know, the the callers is like, how come more teams don't go after you know guys that played together? In college, I'm like, well, in college, a lot of these guys are one and done, and it's not that easy as it seems. Like, the Knicks were able to go make a trade or make a free agent signing for Brunson, make a trade for Josh Hart, and then pick up Dante DiVincenzo in free agency. The highest drafted player out of those Villanova Wildcats was Mikel Bridges. They probably can't get him from Brooklyn, but I just think there's something to be said about winning championship DNA and putting guys together that have the chemistry and I think that they have that. What do you think about the trio of Villanova Wildcats and what they've done to affect the culture inside the New York Knicks locker room? Yeah, you know, I think a couple of things. One, it was interesting, first day, uh, media day with the Knicks, we were talking to Dante DiVincenzo, and he said, like, it doesn't matter, the Villanova thing. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about just our group as a whole. It's not Villanova guys and everybody else. It's it's the entire Locker rooms. I thought that was fascinating. But then you made a great point about one-and-dones and and why this doesn't happen more often. These guys were there for a few years at Villanova. They they had a lot of sweat equity together, did a lot of winning together. So I don't know if you you can find that that particular set of uh, features with anybody in the league. I think that's pretty unique to, you know, a Villanova program or, or maybe a Duke. You know, you're getting guys in and out. So it's tough to find. I will say this. I call Jalen Brunson the stimulus package because he creates jobs. He saves jobs. When you talk about these Villanova guys, they obviously wouldn't be here without him. And I think it tells you that this franchise, it's Jalen Brunson first and what fits around Jalen Brunson. And that's the first order of business for how they make these decisions. And so far, it's worked out pretty well. Ian Begley from SNY. Hey, Ian, I'll let you get back to it. We're watching the game in here. The guys are back on the floor. Second half is starting right now. Thanks for joining us tonight. You got it, Keith. Take care. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.